What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Omni fans, welcome to another episode of the Gold Standard, episode 66. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the past week, LaSalle going 2-0 with wins over Loyola, Maryland, and Lafayette. Talking about some of the themes of this week and what's transpired in the first 10 games as well as preview the Miami game and um, maybe a little little trivia. little trivia. Ooh. Um, a lot of trivia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to start out, uh, you know, 2-0 week over yeah, Loyola, Maryland, and Lafayette. Big wins. The first game, I guess we'll start with Loyola, Maryland. A 62-61 victory over Loyola, Maryland. Like a very, very, um, you know, ugly game. Oh, yeah. It was rough. It was rough. I uh, I was honestly, I was very surprised we won that game. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. They by like the skin of their teeth in that game. Yeah. Felt like a loss. Felt like a loss. But they got it done. Um, the overall, I, I would say the atmosphere was average, right? Like. For for a a weekday game, um, yeah, yeah, Dunphy got his got his roses right. He got his his roses. Oh, yeah, he for, got he didn't really want them. You know he, you know they had the little ceremony for Fran Dunphy. You know six hundred wins, and they were advertising six dollar tickets, and they had a little ceremony. He didn't really want any part of it. He's like, yeah, 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 like get it know, over. Let's get, let's get on with the game. I don't yeah. I don't want these accolades. I want you know win number six oh two. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I don't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to him. That's that's vintage Dunphy, and he's just focused on the goal, and that's beating the opponent and going back into the locker room and just moving on to the next game. It's very he's a very simple man, I guess, in that regard. And that's that's perfect for him. It's perfect for him. So thankfully they won. Yeah. Would have been a little awkward if they lost to a team that was what, one and one and seven? Yeah, one and seven. Yeah, one and seven, one and eight. But you didn't know what kind of team was going to show up. Obviously, the week before playing, you know, four overtime periods. Brantley and Brickus, I think, playing a total of like 92 minutes or like 92 and 98 minutes, respectively, I, I believe, for those two during that week. And you could tell they were tired. I think they combined for like 14 points um, against Loyola, Maryland. They didn't really have the the best showing. Brickus was having a tough time with Perry, like oh. the five eight guard from Loyola, Maryland. Like Perry had Perry had like four steals, and it's not usual. Brickus is you know he usually can shake his guy easily, but Perry was five eight, and he had a really tough time with him. He was beating him to every spot, 
Yeah. I, I hadn't seen anything like that. That is, that felt like his kryptonite. Mm-hmm. This guy, this guy had a high motor. He was shorter than Brickus. Yeah. So, you know, Brickus's advantage has been, has been shaking guys that are bigger than him. Um, he can, he can dribble lower. He can move lower and, and get by people. And Perry was beating him to every move he was doing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like he read him, like got yeah. all the film prior to yeah. the game. Yeah. I knew exactly how to handle him because it was it was so impressive how easily he stopped any kind of penetration or any kind of movement on, on when when he had the ball. I was really impressed with Deion Perry. That dude, that's heart heart over height, as they say. That was heart over height. Yeah. He literally kept them in the game. I feel like just his, yeah, ball his defensive presence alone. was great. I don't think he did too much on offense, but what he did on defense was invaluable. Um, so with, you know, Briggs and Brandley only scoring 14 points, LaSalle needed, you know, other people to step up, you know, Gill was solid having 15 points and five boards, but the key and the player, you know, who really stepped up was Andres Marrero. Oh yeah. Knocking down, you know, six threes for 18 points and, you know, that game winning, or I guess it was the lead at the time, but turned it up turned out being the game-winning three-pointer at the end. Um, I mean, it was so exciting. Um, yeah. You know, after, you know, having that pen win, <laughs> like, you know, you have the pen win, or, um, the, you know, Broad bank shot by Brantley, and then you have this game-winning three with 11 to 12 seconds left by Moreno in back-to-back games. Um, at one point, you didn't think LaSalle, I think with, like, they were down eight with, like five minutes left, you thought they were done the tank, and all of a sudden they go on this run. I mean, Marrero was just, I mean, just killer. I mean, he really, you know, gave them a fighting chance in this game where your leading scorers, you know, Briggs and Brantley, who combined for, I don't know, around like 30 points a game, only had 14. So, you know, big kudos to Andres to step up. Um, you know, they really need his shooting. It's hard for him sometimes to get three point shots, but for him to make you know sixty a sixty percent clip on ten shots, I mean that that's mm-hmm. incredible. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that game winning three pointer was after a steal. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The pressure by the team was great there at the end. the The press worked, and I mean you just got to be cool and collected, and that's what Andres has become. I I trust him with the ball. I trust him shooting the ball. He knows exactly what he needs to do. He's filling the he's filling the role nicely. I feel like he can shoot well. And 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 oh, we funny. learned a lot about this team. We learned a lot about this team during this game. Every game, I feel like we're we're learning something new. And and in this game, we learned that Andres Marrero can be a force. So I'm really glad to see him hit that shot. Um, Kale Beers with the call gave a nice pow. Um, and they locked up on defense on the way down yeah. the court. And and it, it was a wrap. And and. It, they LaSalle had was out of control the entire game. They didn't they were not in the driver's seat. They were playing no, for behind no. the entire game and never gave up. So I I I credit everybody on that staff. Um a lot of things weren't going their way, but we have other weapons on this team. Right, Rich? I think that's yeah. a way to yeah. sum it up. I mean Marrero has been, you know, was great against Loyal Maryland. I guess that's a good segue. Um, you know, to Lafayette with LaSalle beating Lafayette on Saturday, 67-51. And Marrero, 
I mean, again, LaSalle was very, or maybe not, like maybe not what I was going to say, but because um, they weren't maybe heavily dependent on the three-pointer on against uh, Loyal Maryland, but they're heavily dependent on three-pointer, a three-point shot against Lafayette, shooting the ball at a 40.5% clip, making 15 threes. And I know after the game against Loyola, in Fran Dumphy's press conference, he was saying, you know, Brickus needs to be, you know, more assertive. And you could see they took, you know, eight three-pointers. He made four. You know, Brickus was huge. Um, you know, 14 points, eight assists, seven boards. And then Marrero, you know, making five threes. He had 20 points. You know, Marrero was the leading scorer back-to-back games this week. Who would have? No one would have thought that. I mean, no. the sixth guy coming off the bench. I mean, he's kind of taking that Nickelberry role. Yes, it looks like from last year. That's exactly what I was going to say. I sorry. Are we looking at a, there. a sixth man of the year? <laughs> yeah, don't jump. I knew you were going to say that. That's your like favorite line. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's impressive what he did to this game. I know you know Nickelberry kind of did that. I think starting like conference play, but Marrero. You know, off the bench, six man, you know, 18, 20 points in back-to-back games, giving them that shooting presence that they really need. I mean, it's been, you know, probably why they won both games this week. Definitely. A huge part. Definitely why. The team is gelling in a way that we haven't seen yet. Um, Tunde, I mean, has Tunde, what, what's he's, he's been off the bench. He's contributed a little mm-hmm. bit. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had his moment in the sun coming up here. Every, it seems like I mean, our starting was, group. He was good against Penn. I mean, he had 11 points to get Penn on like four or four shooting. And he had nine points, I want to say, against Lafayette or I forget yeah. which one. But I know he had, I think, nine points against Lafayette. So, I mean, he's starting to <clears throat> he's quietly, make his presence known. Yeah, he's quietly making his presence known. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody's um, – I just think that this whole team that has been playing the majority of the minutes, we're, we're going to see different guys make – different moves here. Like we're going to see guys come out of the woodwork and, and that's what we saw with Marrero. And I'm yeah. expecting the same for Tunde. I'm also expecting a, a Rokas game somehow. Like it, w- it just seems yeah. like these guys are, I, very I hope confident. so. I like to, I like to see it. Cause I feel like, um, you know, he's struggling a little bit right now, but I think he can find it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he can find it, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe you know, they can pass the torch and gain, gain confidence against one of these, you know, Gain confidence against Rosemont, and then maybe he steps in. Um, I mean, I guess I'm not talking about Miami. Maybe you know, get him confidence against Rosemont, and then maybe plays well against Howard and com- and then conference play. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy to think about that we're almost in conference play. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> we are we are we really becoming that St. Bonaventure team? Rich, do you do you feel a comparison to these those Bonnies when they had a a lineup that literally just never sat, but they had like maybe one or two bench guys? Like I, I don't know. How how do you feel about that comparison? Um, the Bonnies just didn't have anyone come off the bench at one point, and they just kept winning. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like that because Brickus and Brantley are one and two in the yeah. Brickus and Brantley are one and two in the A ten in minutes per game. Shep is sixth in minutes per game. And I think Gill 16th, but that would be a lot higher if he wasn't in foul trouble against Temple and Lafayette, where he played like 20 minutes in each game. Right. Um, so they're very heavily dependent on these seven players. And 
So, I mean, they're doing a lot. I mean, they must be in really good shape. So I give them a lot of credit for their conditioning. Oh yeah. Um, cause they're, you know, they're playing a lot of the minutes. Um, I mean, yeah, those, you know, I mean, some of those numbers are inflated because of the four overtime periods, but I mean, still, they're still, I mean, they'd still be up there. Uh, if they didn't have those extra, I guess, 20 minutes of play. Yeah. But, they're um, going to, they're going to be able to make moves in the A10 conference if they can all stay healthy, right? They have the they have mm-hmm. the chemistry on point. I think that this team, barring injuries or foul trouble, will will be in a position to win almost every game in the A10. Like I could totally see them being like, you know, we're talking ten point games or less every game, mm-hmm. okay? Or we're up ten. Who knows? Yeah, but that's the luxury of having a group like this. A unique, a unique situation. We 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 haven't had this in a while, right? Can you name a time when we've had a starting five play this much? No, because I feel no, I can't remember it because I know when Ash Howard started, they kind of have like five in, four out. Oh, that and, was crazy. And yeah, and they've almost like line shifts. But now it's different. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't, can't remember the last time. Um, because I remember G, you know, he put a guy, they have the start and then, you know, he yanked someone out like three minutes, three minutes in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not used to that. But um, no. just like ra- wrapping up Lafayette, I mean, the game was very even in the first half. And then they kind of took fire in the second half, just making three after three after three. And it was kind of too much. Um, the announcers were like, so homers they've been saying brantley was traveling and walking like consistently and i'm like what are you like they were just very i i mean i know i guess i'm i'd be all be biased but they were like kept saying brantley was walking and i thought they were uh extreme homers that's a I shame mean, it's, it's i'm not i don't really watch many espn plus broadcasts i feel like usually at the games but uh it, it, they were like very very like homerish I'd be curious. We we go to a lot of LaSalle games, like you said. So I'd curious be curious if our guys are, you know, Kale and I mean, I guess the Pine Kettle Black. I don't know. I'd have to listen. In. Yeah. I'd have to listen in. I mean, the Pals make it very obvious <laughs> whose team they're 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 rooting for behind the scenes. But but I don't think Kale does that. I don't think Kale would be like, Oh, that's that looks like a travel to me. Yeah, they I don't think he would do over that. Over and over again. Like, oh, we finally got one. Like, cool, dude. Like, I, I thought it was kind of, yeah, like, I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. I guess they're, you know, that's that's their uh, that's their thing. That's yeah. their brand over there. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the people riled up over in whatever, Beth, Allentown, Bethlehem, Lehigh Valley. Yeah. The the uh, the Leopards. Easton. Yeah. But, hey, they, they, um, it was, it was good to see a, a team where, we didn't have to worry in the second half, right? Like I was checking the score. Um, oh, yeah, no problems, no problems <laughs> whatsoever. It was a, it was a yeah. breath of fresh air after these other games that were absolute nail biters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's good to have one of those kind of like crazy games. It, we it was nice to have a break. It was very nice to have a break. So I'm 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 very yeah, thankful. You can, you can only do so much. Yeah, yeah, especially like you said yeah, and that weekend. Those those three games. You got three overtime game. You got the Brantley game. They got the Marrero game. Like yeah, <laughs> to be fatigued, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's what you that's what you want to see right there. Yeah. Thank God for this break. I think that they're all 
in agreement with this, that this is a little bit of a nice break. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he gets absolutely. to go to warm Miami, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think that the nice change of weather hopefully refreshes them. Mm-hmm. Um, some bonding on a road trip, right? Mm-hmm. That can refresh them. Um, and it's a nice, easy exit from uh, conference play, non-conference play. We've got, after Miami, of course, we've got Rosemont and then um, Howard, Howard, right? Yeah. So, like, very, you know, opponents that will be learning experience experiences but opponents that we should they should beat um sans mm-hmm. miami like i said but hey that week we maybe were fresh enough to beat miami shock shock the hurricanes in their own house yeah. can't rule it out so i'm looking forward to that game i just think yeah. this team as a whole is is uh is is built for this i think that they're built for the this was a test to see if they could handle like if they looked like they could be a team that could handle the a10 and my 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 eyes tell me that this team can handle the A10, right? That's what you always think yeah, about. I, I think at, so. At I think so. Like you always think about can LaSalle handle the tough, you know, the the ringer that is the Atlantic Ten Conference. Every game is a big game. These teams could have big nights against us. How do they respond? Like we've seen opponents give give LaSalle their best shot, and they come mm-hmm. out and win. So. um as long, like we said, as long as this lineup's okay, health-wise and um, foul troubles is minimal. Um, I like our chances. I really do. This oh, is a yeah. this is a fun year. Like we said before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a fun year so far. And like you said, I feel like foul trouble is so important. You've seen Gill past, you know, two or three games getting foul trouble, but you know, every guy is so essential out of those, you know, seven guys that have been playing recently. And it kind of, I'm just kind of thinking about the non-conference from last year and how like this year using the non-conference a little differently. I feel like last year he'd use the non-conference to get ready for conference play. I feel like they played a lot better, but now, you know, he's trying to win these games. I feel like they're, you know, putting all their chips on the table to win every single game. And I mean, they're eight and two so far, which is pretty impressive. You know, they have a chance and I feel like they should be, you know, they should be able to get to that 10 win mark before going into Mason at conference play. Like, I feel like it's a fair expectation for them to go two and one. Yeah. Um, so that's what you want to see. And I mean, if they can do that, go 10 and three before conference play, I feel like, I mean, the 20 win mark definitely is in play. Like you can go at 10 and eight. You feel like you can go 10 and eight in the conference. Um, I know there's Amazing. a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, that's possible. I'm not like, you know, saying something crazy. No. There's a lot of team. I'm very curious. I'd love to ask this to someone. I think there's ask still... me. <laughs> I'm curious how many A10 teams will finish with 20 wins or more. Because there's Are a they lot all... of teams with like seven and two. Like there's a lot. I'm, I would put the over under in it like six and a half. And I would love to know how many teams finish with 20 wins or above. Because okay. there's a lot of teams in play. That's an interesting thought. You. I said, ask me that question, but it's really, you know, a it's prediction here. I have other questions I'll ask you <laughs> when, it's, when it's trivia time. But I'm just, I'm very curious about that. Because if you look at the standings, there's a lot of teams with like seven and two, like, like I think Joe's, I think, I don't know if Joe's is seven and two or eight and two. But um, is the Atlantic 10 back? I mean, thinking, I don't know the, I mean, I, I'm not an expert with like the net and stuff, but I don't think they're great against quad one they might have like one quad one win that might have been princeton or two i don't know 
Um, yeah, Nova was a big win, but overall, yeah. I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing few and fewer tweets of people being mad at the A10. I think it, it's only happened maybe three times, four times in the non-conference where people are like zero bid league. A10 some, stinks. Like some, I don't some see people it. joke about that though. People joke a lot. I haven't yeah. seen it as much. I haven't seen okay. that joke as much. Have you? I don't know. I feel like I still see it from like Ghosty. But I feel like that's oh, what he's about. Of course. We'll see. If, he, if you exclude him and <laughs> overall, I think that the conference the conference has been like fairly decent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I mm-hmm. when you say that winning records stats, uh, all those teams with winning records, I think th- could this be an up year, like a, a decent year in the uh, They might be able to get two. That'd be amazing. I can't believe that. I would I would love to see that happen. And LaSalle's one of them. St. Joe's and LaSalle. Oh, that'd be nuts. But um <laughs> just watching that Princeton game yesterday and getting Joe's that victory makes me more excited to play them. I, I can't wait to play them. I mean, Absolutely. They're, they're very good this year. Yeah. We need to um, knock them down off their high horse. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of press for St. Joe's and, and it is somewhat deserved. Um the Big Five run was well deserved, uh, but they still have to play LaSalle twice. They haven't played them yet, and that's oh, that's, I can't their, wait. that's a I test. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I can't. I just can't wait. I mean, yeah. I mean, Hawk Hill Hardwood went on three bid league pod and said LaSalle's having a down year. Like I don't know what you're watching. Like if you're watching from the Hawks Nest or you're too busy up there, but <laughs> you know we're having a pretty good year too. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Like yeah. You're having a good year, but, you know, don't forget the Explorers. You know, don't forget who our head coach is, you know? Yeah. This, I, I, can't, I, can I, see, can't, I can't wait to play St. Joe's. I cannot yeah. wait. I could see I could see us at least getting one of those games, yeah. right? Like, that's uh, a – Absolutely. Yeah. That's a I split. Think we can get one of them. That's a split. We could probably get both if if, if our guys play our best. Dunphy, Dunphy knows how to game it. When you, when you have two coaches match up against each other and it's Billy Lang and Fran Dunphy, who are you going to pick? Yeah. Who are you, you going to pick? I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. So Yeah, yeah. I know mean, they have a lot of talent, but, I mean, I'd take our coach and see what – I mean, they got – they have a lot of talent too, but I, I could – I know. I'll give our seven guys a run. Like, I think our seven guys with Dunphy yep. versus their however many guys they play. And who knows if, you know, I don't know the status of Creased. Yeah, what about Creased? Um, don't forget about Creased. But no, nah, we'll see. I I I really want to get them on the pod so we can kind of boost up this game, these two games. Yeah, uh, yeah because need to get, yeah, need to get them on. Need to, it, at know. this at this trajectory, it's going to be a, a a big A10 game, right? Like maybe we're going to see it flexed. Yeah, I like mean, the, or the one game, one game's on ESPNU, the LaSalle game at like twelve o'clock. And oh, good. The other ones on MLK Day. On CBS Sports Network at like four o'clock, so both those okay. games are already like being nationally televised, so it's already there. Good. I had no idea. That's good. That that needs to happen. That needs to happen. I love this. The Big Five, mm-hmm. um, A ten, St. Joe's, LaSalle. If if those two play well in the in the conference, I feel like that just helps the conference a, as a whole because mm-hmm. because you know the TV markets are going to cover that if it's in Philly. Yeah. You've you've got other teams in the A10 that are in small media markets. They could be like undefeated, but they won't get that nationally televised game. If if St. Joe's and LaSalle are at you know at this current trajectory, are they playing each other? Where they're gonna get they're gonna get some more eyes than your average um, A10 teams. People forget that Philly, Philly and Atlantic Ten go hand in hand, right? Like this this league 
this league went through Philly at one point. So I, I think eventually we can get back to that point and, and maybe yeah, we'll get a Friday 10 temple. game. <laughs> can we get a Friday 10? Yeah. I mean, that's a, I feel like that. Yeah. I was going, I was, yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> if LaSalle has like my 20 win season, if the Glazers come in next year, like, will we get a eight a Friday 10? I like, why not? Why not? Like, don't you open up the Glazers? The, you know, the, the Glazer, the, you know, the new arena, the Glaze boys. Can you imagine Friday 10 at the Gola? We're going to get glazed. Let's get glazed. That would be. That'd I'm be serious. I'm serious. This could, this could totally that'd happen. Be. We have the pieces. The, LaSalle's building something here. I, I really do feel like we have the pieces. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting next year to have some sort of nationally televised game against. They need to bring in a ranked opponent because I really do think when they opened Tom Gola Arena, I, I could be wrong here, but when they opened the Tom Gola Arena, they brought in some big schools. Oh, to play. Yeah, yeah. Was it like Florida State? Um, I could be wrong there, but I'm, I'm, you, that's what you do when you when you open a new arena. You really want to nail this the non conference and get some big games in there so that people can talk about it and people want to go in there. So, so there it was really a home and home. So the Duke's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so one of the themes I guess I wanted to talk keep talking about with the first 10 games. So LaSalle has had five different like leading scores um in the 10 games. So do you know what those five leading scores have in common? Hmm. Okay, so we have Brickus Brantley, Gill was probably a leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Marrero was a leading mm-hmm. scorer. Um, yeah, yeah, one more. Was Rokas? No. Okay. Uh, wait, who am I missing? Um, Shepard. Yeah. Okay. So they're all guards. Is I guess is my first, my first guess. Okay. But knowing you, I feel like knowing you and your stats, I feel like it's deeper than this. Yeah. Um, do they have less than? Hmm. Like they all had less than like three turnovers. All right. So what the five have in common is all those guys are the remaining players recruited by Ashley Howard. Uh. So <laughs> it just goes to show the amount of talent that he was able to lure into the program. True. And it's still kind of paying dividend dividends. And the um the player development, you know, the Fran Dumphy's been able to do with these guys has been unbelievable. And it's kind of like crazy to think about the other guys who left the program, like India Keem's averaging 19 points per game, and Sharif, you know, Gross Bullock's averaging almost 17, which is second and fourth, respectively, in the America East. Whoa. Christian Ray leads the CIA, which is now called the Coastal Athletic Association of Rebounding. So it's crazy to see, you know, these guys are really, you know, paying off. You know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if they if Dumpley had, you know, those three guys too. I mean, they probably wouldn't be getting the minutes to, you know, all share together. But, it's, you know, Whoa. it's crazy to see the player development that Ashley Howard had these guys, but, you know, he needed other people to develop them. But, you know, he he could find talent. And he you really see, could. You know, they're obviously paying dividends for, you know, all their schools. And, you know, we appreciate, you know, the five guys that he recruited for us that are still here. That's nuts. I, I had no idea about that. I, that's really impressive. Ash can kind of rest easy that he – he is the reason 
right? Like he is happy. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. at least I mean, a he piece might be a nobody. He's like, oh, yo, look at me, yo, yo, look at me. I, you know, well, all their plus players, they're I got them. I mean, you got to take a little pride in that. I'm sure he, you know, he takes a little pride in that. I mean, yeah, you know, but I mean, I guess I would. Yeah, that shows you that there's recruiters and there's I got coaches. An and it's, it's hard to be both, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. There's recruiting. Yeah. I mean, it's good to and there's coaches, have both, but, but it's hard to be both. It's mm-hmm. really hard to be both. Mm-hmm. If only we could get an Ashley Howard type recruiter underneath Dunphy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's what tough. if? Yeah, I mean, that's a very. I mean, that's a that's a high. That's the you know that's the gold standard of recruiting right there. Yeah. No, um, Ash has done a wonderful job. I, I'm like that is that really puts it into perspective. Mm-hmm. Ash is a bona fide recruiter. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at him. He got Gillespie. No one even had you know yeah. him on the radar, and you know Gillespie was you know a heck of a heck of a player. I yeah. mean, well, Nova is doing too hot right now they're like no. average i would say mm-hmm. in the big east they're mm-hmm. gonna be an average i feel like they're gonna be an average team i'm waiting for them to you know i'm waiting for them to find their groove after you know meshing all these transfers together but you know they need a point guard to, sh- to step up that's what they really need but you know yeah. we'll see well ash what we know is ash got you know recruited talent from high school mm-hmm. so these are all transfers coming into into yeah, nova that doesn't feel like, like yeah. that mm-hmm. doesn't feel like an ashley howard recruited team so maybe after like two or three years nova will be back to their true form but man i i i like to think of a world where we have ashley howard as an assistant under dunphy and we just are like like insanely good guys yeah he just you know puts pounds the pavement and gets these dudes coming in lasalle we got someone local recently deuce jones let's let's see what deuce can do um if there's one thing we've got going for us in the recruiting space it's that you know Dunphy's awesome, like a player's coach, and and <clears throat> you're going to get a lot of minutes here. So that's probably the best recruiting thing you can do right now is give these guys a ton of minutes and say that could be you if you come to LaSalle. And you get a nice new arena. Yeah. So, so we maybe we have a little Ash energy there. Yeah. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I want. That's the one thing I kind of had. In one that's of the, a great stat. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. So check me out. But, um. <laughs> Yeah. So moving on to Saturday's game. So let's say I get a nice little break. I feel like during the college basketball season, I guess you what you play Wednesday and Saturday typically. So I guess it's like what two, like three days off and then two days off. But now they, they get a whole week off. They get, I guess, six days off. So hopefully they, they can rest. But, um, you know, they're playing Miami. Randolph has. You know, six hundred three career wins, and they're going against you know Jim Laranaga, who you know coach from Mason Bowling Green, and now Miami's been there for a little bit. With the Final Four last year, he has seven hundred twenty five career wins, which I think is six most six most active. Um, so you know that's a lot of wins going at it on Saturday. Yeah, a lot of experienced head coaches. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have a little. I have like a lot of trivia going on right now. Oh boy. Um this might be this is some of them is pretty some of these are hard, some of these are easy. Some of them I'll say you get like two out of the five, I think I'm gonna okay. ask. Challenge accepted. So it's kind of like odd to me that this like LaSalle kind of plays Miami kind of frequently for a big uh you know power five conference. It's the fifth meeting against the Hurricanes, like the last ten years. LaSalle's uh went 0 and four in those four. This will be the fifth. So in those four meetings, how many points do you think LaSalle's been all scored by? So you add them up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to say like 
one of those I remember one of those losses was one of the worst losses. It was the worst loss in LaSalle history. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say like eighty some points. If you add them all together, because I know okay. we lost like, all of them. So what's the number? Uh eighty five. One oh six. They had Ooh. a forty six and then a thirty six. Oh, they had two bad, bad, and that bad losses. was like eleven and thirteen. Oh my! So God. Uh, I'm hoping it's better on Saturday, but I know Miami's had their number, and I know we were at that game. I th- like I was behind Larinaga, and he was like whistling. And they, you know, they kept on going and going. The Palestra. Um, I remember that. So in the most recent game against Miami was November 22nd of 2018. Um. Yeah, I, I gave that the LaSalle lost 85-49. Who was the leading scorer for LaSalle? <laughs> um, let's throw Shaggy D's out. Jared Kimbrough. Oh man, shout out points. Jared. <laughs> I'm 0 for 2. Jared's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> um, all right. And then before that, LaSalle played them in 17 on the same day in a 57-46 defeat. Who is the leading scorer then? Um, this is gettable. So BJ Johnson, Pookie, yeah, did seventeen. Oh, right. That was my second guess. I promise okay. that. Oh, you're close. Team. You're close. All right. So talking about that drubbing that they were talking about the Palestra, which was in uh, 2015, December 22nd. They lost 95-49. Who who is the leading scorer? So this has to be. Mm, hang this on. Is like this is like impossible. Oh, okay. All right, I do. I, I I feel like I needed that hint. <clears throat> Impossible. I could give you a hint up. Mm. Tony Washington, Johnny Schuler, oh. with nine points. <laughs> nine, nine points. It was that bad. Yeah. Oh. All right, and God. then this is the last question. I, I'm getting on. wrecked. Yeah, this is this is gettable. This is probably the easiest one. Yeah, don't say that. I'm I'm over. So, who was the leading scorer for LaSalle when they played on December twenty second, twenty thirteen, in a seventy one fifty eight defeat? This guy was just nominated into the oh Tyreek. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't. All right. <laughs> the hint the hint was unnecessary. I think I would have got. Were him. you would you have got him? Were you? Going I think to I would have. It was either him or Ramon. Okay. I wanted to, yeah. So, and Ramon graduated because he was 13 of like May, but because he's a, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. So, I would have got that one wrong too. No. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. If you guys are still with us, all right. That's the end of the trivia. Um, so, Miami played yesterday against Colorado in the NABC Brooklyn Showcase, and they lost 90 to 63. Oh, great. So, <laughs> so they're pissed off. Yeah, so they're pissed off, and um, you know we have a week off, but I'm sure you know Larinaga is gonna you know want this game, and you know Dumphy's gonna want it too. Um, yeah, so they're you know we're gonna have to come prepared. Um, yeah, yeah. Miami's they were in the led final four. In, good. Yeah, they made the final four team. You know they lost Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, you know the local kid from Bonner. Um, but you know, they have you know, they're led scoring by uh Wooga Poplar, you know, 6'5 guard, you know, from um Philly, Mass Civics and Sciences, averaging 16 6. They have big guy, you know, Norchad O'Meara. You know, he was showcased in the final four, you know, he had a really good tournament. You know, he's averaging 16 and, and nine, and they have 
you know, a guy, Matt Cleveland, averaging 15 and four, and then Nigel Pack, I mean, he's a good player, 13 and mm-hmm. four. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a really good test. I mean, really good test. I mean, if LaSalle, you know, can beat this team, you know, another true road test against, you know, another big ACC team, I mean, this would be a season-defining win. And, uh, you know, huge win for the for the A-10 if, you know, LaSalle could, you know, beat the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. We're due for a nice little upset. I I, I want to see at least a, a 10-point game. <laughs> can I at least get yeah, that? Yeah, That's too much to ask for. <laughs> yeah, is that too much to ask for? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I would love to see some sort of noise down there. They, yeah, it's it's annoying. I would how, love it. How how badly we lose to them every time. Yeah, I mean so. they're gonna have their hands full. You know, Miami is an excellent shooting team, which isn't good for LaSalle. You know, they're shooting fifty point seven percent from the field, which is seventeenth nationally. They're like seventy nine percent from the line, which is tenth nationally, and they're forty two point three percent from three, which is third nationally. And they average oh, 82 points a game. So LaSalle's going to have their hands full because I feel like against some of these good shooting teams, they they really struggle against. So yep. I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, go up up and down the court with Miami scoring-wise. I think LaSalle's, you know, mid to high 70s in scoring. But I don't think – I think that one's going to slow the game around. But – slow the game down. But – yeah. You know, we'll see. It should be a really, really good test. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, should be a good game on Saturday. Before we shut down this episode, uh, there's one last thing we got to talk about, and it's Deshaun Shepard and his ability to jump through the gym. I have never seen anyone in a LaSalle uniform jump as high as he jumps. Rich, I think you can agree with me here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ever since he went through those layup it's lines, it's insane. As like a freshman, I know if you're if you went to um, Archbishop Wood, you're probably like, yeah, we we knew this, but just to see him do the warm ups freshman year, he didn't play mu- like he didn't play as much. There is a video that was circulated. Um, Owen McHugh, who's a you know a local writer, he posted a video of Deshaun Shepard warming up at the Palestra, and I think it was freshman year, and he did the most casual but insane dunk that was just circulated on the internet today. I think overtime picked it up, which is a pretty big um, account on social media. They circulated the video and they're like, the dunk contest is basically ruined because kids these days are jumping out of the gym. Kids these days in college are dunking with more skill and ability than NBA players were doing in, in the dunk contest. Like, five years ago i just think it's it's insane to me how high deshaun Shepard can dunk a basket how high he can get up and i know i'm not alone and i I think it's worth noting that that's something you could you could count on seeing at a game Mm -hmm. he's usually at the three-point line right he's usually at the three-point line in the corner it's like an extreme like dunker spot like he could go from that three-point line and just go straight towards the hoop they throw it up at, at the perfect time and he goes up so high and he will get the ball. And it's just like a give it. It's like, that's the play. That's the play. Yes, he can shoot the ball once in a while, right? Like he, he, he yeah, can he shoot had it. Three I know. threes against she- he had three threes against Lafayette. I forgot to talk about that. He had three threes. So that was really nice to see. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he had three threes. He, he's, know, getting he's, working re- on it. he's getting re- rebounds. He's getting, he's making plays um, that aren't as flashy, right? But, but we get to see one of the coolest dunkers in the NCAA. 
at Tom Gola Arena. I, I just think that that's something that needs to be said once again. Yeah, we may have not, alluded to it already, but it needs to be said again. Yeah, I don't think like everyone might think like, oh, you're a homer or you're exaggerating, but like, no, like he's not. Like he's that good. Yeah, he's that good. He, you know, whenever someone throws a lob on it, everyone's standing up and see, you know, seeing what he's going to do. Yeah, I, I just cannot get over it. So it needs to be said. And 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 I hope when you guys watch LaSalle, just keep your eye on him and how he's always lurking. He's always lurking baseline, just ready. Mm-hmm. For that alley oop, and and also he will put a you get a putback once in a while that just makes you go mm. wow as well. So like I, I'm just re- I just once again Ashley Howard, another great recruit from Ashley Howard. I, he must have <laughs> seen something there. Like Colin Thanks, Gillespie Ash. must have tipped him off because that's where Colin Gillespie went to high school mm. as well. Yeah. There's a connection at Archbishop Wood. I don't know what they're feeding the kids there, but they, those yeah. those dudes can play at Archbishop Wood. Yeah, Bethea, right? Going to He's Miami. Going, yeah. Diggins at uh, UMass. Yep. Yeah, they exactly. got they got some players. I'm sure I'm missing some. Um, yeah, but there was it's a must see TV. It's must see TV. You got you got to see him play. Um, that's my final thought. It needed it needed to be said. Um, guys like these, I feel like uh, there like I said, there are a lot of guys out there in the college game that can jump higher than and make dunks better than NBA players. But we're very lucky to have one here in Philly and playing for LaSalle. So tune in, watch him play, just for that fact alone. Um, yeah, that summarizes well said. Man. What what do you say? So that's well said. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, <clears throat> another week, and uh, two in a week, two in a, a two in a, Yeah, we are eight and two. Eight and two. Who thought it? Yeah, I. You I know, I'm pretty sure if you go back to that pod with Matera, I'm pretty sure I have it. I'm pretty sure I'm perfect. You picked exactly who was going to win. Yeah, even pretty- even like I was like. We're gonna lose, and then I said we're gonna beat Penn. <laughs> if if you go back in the tape, I'm pretty sure I haven't a loss to Temple, beat Penn in triple. Did you say triple overtime loss to Temple no. though? No, you didn't the get Temple. That. Did I say? I think I said loss to Temple, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. You know, audit me. I'm pretty sure I, I haven't got one wrong. <laughs> All right, we'll have the audience audit you if I, if I don't get around to it. I know how to win against Draxel. True, true. But you guys didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's counting who's counting who's right. counting i know you are you all probably right. know um all right well that does it for this episode of the goal of standard please make sure you guys are um checking us out on twitter shoot us a dm yeah um, thanks for the commentary on the on spotify we're listening to that we know who you are we we're seeing it you know we yeah. can see you and you know thank you next time uh you know we're at the game yeah appreciate the the feedback there yeah, we had a member of our uh, our staff on the TV today uh, on the local news. Someone picked him out walking through the streets of Philadelphia on a local news broadcast. Uh, uh, the topic wasn't LaSalle basketball. I don't know what it was, but right away, someone on Twitter shouted us out. Yeah. So that that yeah. looks like a Gola boy. So uh, thank you once again for for um, for seeing us out there in the wild. Don't hesitate to talk to us. I mean, we're... We yeah, are your voice. LaSalle too. I had LaSalle on. Wow. Yes, of course you were wearing brand. LaSalle. <laughs> yes. Rich was wearing LaSalle um, on 6ABC. So I think I was like closing down. I think, you know, when they close down at the end of the show, they'll show people like walking. I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. With the historic 6ABC action news theme song? I think oh, so. I think so. Someone's got to clip that. Yeah. Someone's got to clip that. That's good stuff. But if you see us like anywhere, like a Sixers game, who knows where we'll be. Talk to us. Um, we'd love to talk LaSalle basketball and come to Gola because you know we'll be there. So yeah, only um, what 
not 10, 11 games left of the Gola. Right? Yeah. yeah. Can't stress it enough. Can't stress it enough. The Gola will, will uh, the arena will cease to exist soon. So you got to see it in its current state and, and talk with us. So um, if, if you're not able to meet with us in person, just shoot us a DM. Um, at the very least, give us a re- review on on uh, your local podcasting service. Um, but that does it for this episode. Rich, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on. <laughs>